Hey, what's up, everybody? This is your host, Jordan. Welcome back to the Variety Sports Network, and this is Talking the Gridiron XFL. Um, two undefeated teams left in the XFL, only two. Uh, the other two went down this weekend. Um, Daniel Whelan, a punter, uh, looked amazing this weekend for the D.C. defenders. Possibly everybody saying he's getting a contract tomorrow in the NFL. Josh Gordon. Uh, ex-NFL veteran, two-touchdown game, dominated for the Sea Dragons. Uh, and fights break out between St. Louis and D.C. during their games. It got pretty violent. Great game. Uh, but it got a little violent, that game. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Also going over a couple trades that went down in the XFL, if you haven't heard about that. Uh, all that and more right after this. You're getting ready to watch one of the best football content creator channels right here on the Variety Sports Network football YouTube page, part of the Variety Sports Network. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button while you're at it. Thanks for watching. Now I'm going to turn it over to the host of tonight's show. Enjoy. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Thanks for joining me again on this beautiful, beautiful day. Uh, week three. Week three is in the books. Um, it was a great weekend of football. It really was. Uh, it was really great to see. Um, but on top of that, week three in the books, uh, we got uh, standing starting to wheel out. We got teams starting to show who they are. Uh, we're seeing defenses step up big time. Uh, we're seeing offenses continue to roll, seeing playmakers Guys that we're not going to see in the XFL next year because they're probably going to get a contract in the NFL. <laughs> That's just how it's going to be. Uh, I've basically came to the conclusion that you can't get attached to any one player because unless they're diehard set to be in here, but who wants to be here when you're going when you can literally make double, triple, quadruple in the NFL? I mean, even if you get a seven hundred thousand dollar contract, that's like twenty fold of what they're making right now. Like AJ McCarron, for instance, St. Louis Battlehawks quarterback apparently is making sixty thousand dollars. Did you know that? I didn't until now. Well, I knew it earlier today, but now you know. Crazy, crazy stuff. Um, two undefeated teams. Uh, we got the DC Defenders defeated the St. Louis Battlehawks, and we'll go over that game first, obviously, because I'm from St. Louis. That's my team. And even though I cover the whole XFL, that's what we're going to go over. Um, and the Houston Roughnecks continue to play. That offense is crazy. That defense is really good as well. Um, and then also, I'm also going to be talking about that Daniel Whelan for the D.C. Defenders. That boy can kick the ball. Now, now, the wind was blowing pretty, pretty, pretty good uh, in D.C. You could see it on their jerseys when they were just standing there. And he was kicking in the wind majority of the game. But... And even when they switch sides, he was still kicking the ball pretty far. This dude is going to be in the NFL. I guarantee you he will be signed before the NFL starts. I guarantee you this dude can kick the ball. <laughs> and if they if the NFL could, and they might, turn him into a kicker. But if he can punt the ball like that, place the ball, like, dude, he was – I mean, he he spotted one almost in the on the one-yard line, and it just barely rolled out. Um but a lot of stuff going on in the in the XFL. Um, but first, uh, I'm going to do something a little different here. I'm going to go ahead and throw my our sponsors out right away, get that out of the way, over with. Um, 
and also go over my variety sports network and everything like that. So if you guys like this episode, which I know you will, don't forget to like, subscribe, uh, comment. Definitely do not forget to subscribe to our YouTube page, um, uh, Twitter. Uh, make sure you go follow us on there. Um, Facebook, YouTube. T- YouTube's our big one. We're trying to build it up a little bit. So if you wouldn't mind, go over to our YouTube page, the Variety Sports uh, VSN Football, actually, or, and then go over to Variety Sports Network and also give us a like there. Um, make sure you also check out our VSN Collegiate page um, on YouTube. If you wouldn't, if you wouldn't mind, go over there and give them a subscribe as well. Um, that's all co- all college sports basically on that page. We're basically categorizing them into their each page. Like VSN football has their own uh, VSN collegiate. Um, now going into our sponsors, uh, BetUS, um, 125 sign up bonus or 150% sign up bonus up to $2,500 uh, when you sign up for BetUS. Uh, take advantage of that. That's pretty awesome. Depending also on what state you were in. Still illegal here in Missouri, so it is what it is. Uh, SeatGeek promo code VSN. Make sure VSN all capitalized. You will get twenty dollars off uh, your first purchase. Twenty dollars. So if you already have SeatGeek, already use SeatGeek. Make a new email. Use code VSN, and then you'll get twenty dollars off. You want to get concert tickets? You want to go to a sports event? Anything? Anything? Go to SeatGeek, check them out, use our code VSN. Uh, row, one, row one brand, promo code VSP15. You will get 15% off anything on their website. Um, if you're looking for a gift from mom, dad, grandpa, grandma, aunt, uncle, brother, sister, whatever, second cousin, neighbors, dog's owner, something like that. All right. Um, they have a bunch of sports, vintage sports stuff um, on their website, like shirts, hoodies, hats. Anything you think of, they have old, like, vintage, like, tickets, uh, like, posters. I mean, anything. Just go check them out. Give them a look around. Like I said, if you got a big sports fan in your family, highly recommend checking them out. Um, and then in the clutch, promo code Variety Sports, all capitalized. You'll get 10% off any item on their website. In the clutch, kind of like the same thing as Row One. They have a bunch of stuff for sports fans. Check it out. Highly recommend it. Okay. That's over with. So, Going into my week, let's go ahead and talk about the NFL transactions. If you haven't heard anything about the transactions yet, which I kind of find out found out about them today, you kind of got to follow them on Twitter and stuff like that. Um, but I'm big into the XFL. Obviously, I'm doing an XFL podcast. Um, but a transaction has happened today, actually. Um, the D.C. Defenders and the Vegas Vipers have announced a trade. The D.C. receives Antonio Garcia, offensive lineman from Troy College. Uh, And then Vegas receives Joshua Allen, a DB from uh, Miami. And then also the Arlington Renegades and the DC Defenders and the the Orlando Guardians have announced a trade. It looks like a three-way trade. Uh, Arlington receives Javante uh, Payton, the wide receiver from Tennessee. Um, DC receives Alex Ellis, a tight end. Orlando receives a, a TJ Stormont, offensive lineman. So there's some trades going on now. They're not too big. You haven't really heard about, you know, what's, you know, about the trade and stuff. It's not the NFL, obviously. Now the NFL offseason is going to be nuts when the trade does, or when off when uh, free agency starts. But that's the, that's the NFL. This is the XFL, baby. Um, all right, let's go into our, my next topic um, right away. I'm just kind of going through this, kind of speed things up a little bit, make things a little bit better for you guys. So you guys have to sit through a long thing. Um, week three attendance uh, coming up a little bit. Um, the TV ratings, I don't like really 
talking about because it's hard for me to find the uh, the view. They're not really releasing the views for online. I guess you could say like streaming and stuff like that. So don't really have those numbers, but I have the attendance numbers for inside their stadium. Um, Houston had 11,300. Arlington had 12,000. DC had 16,000. Vegas, again, very low attendance at 6,000. St. Louis hasn't have a, has the only team who has not had a home game yet. Some of these guys have had two home games. Like, come on, come on. We need, we need, we need a home game, but battle Hawks are coming home this weekend. We are projected 30,000 already at the game. The Rock tweeted out earlier how he's so pumped up. Uh, thanks for the support. I'm pretty sure The Rock's going to be there this weekend because of how big the attendance is going to be. That's going to be pretty awesome. There's going to be tailgating outside like no other. I just, yeah, I'm hoping to maybe get some interviews at the game and I will post them on here. Uh, for you guys to see and for me to share, but let's go ahead and get into the games as well. Um, let's start off with my battle Hawks and the DC defenders. Uh, DC defenders came out on top 34, 28 DC defenders are one of two of the undefeated teams with the roughnecks. They are three and O battle Hawks, two and one coming home. Finally for a home game. Um, it's going to be the biggest highest attendance game you've seen all year by, by tri triple, triple easily. Um, Let's go into the stats. AJ McCarron, 26 for 42. Okay. He had a lot of drop balls. He had a lot of overthrows. A lot of some of his receivers at the beginning of the game were falling down. It was just bad. 26 for 42, 262, uh, four touchdowns, uh, but two picks. Uh, he got sacked four times in crucial, crucial moments. Um, like that fourth and 15 that we went for at the end of the game again. It happened. It happened again. We were down two scores. We were down on the five-yard line. They We turned the ball over. They got the ball on, like, the five-yard line. The very next play, the, it was a bad snap. We got the ball right back again. It was bam, bam, bam. It was crazy. We threw a touchdown, and there was, like, a minute left, literally a minute left, and we're like, oh, my God, here we go again. We went for it on fourth and 15, and A.J. didn't even get the ball off. He got sacked. Like, just throw it up. You never know what's going to happen. You never know. I mean, you just never know. Um, so yeah, four touchdowns for him. Not a bad day. Brian Hill. Good to see him back. 12 carries for 32 yards. Not a good day. That man was getting in more scuffles than I've seen in a, like in a long time, including NFL games. Like this dude was getting up, slapping people like all, the whole game. And at the end of the game, he got ejected, which it was pointless to eject these people. Cause there was eight, like literally like 10 seconds left on the clock. And the team was literally going to come out and kneel the ball. So why would you waste the time of ejecting these guys? I guess you did it so they would get off the field. They, they have to, like, leave the field and locker room, whatever. Um, but our rush game was terrible. Well, 56 yards total. Um, we had no touchdowns on the on the, on the, on the ground. Um, now, passing-wise, uh, obviously, A.J. McCarron had 262 yards. So we had 262 yards receiving. Uh, Keem Butler looked great, our tight end, number 88, dude. Probably getting his jersey. Nine receptions, 13 targets, 105 yards. Uh, he averaged 11.7 yards uh, a catch, one touchdown, and 21-yard bomb was as long. He had a great game, dude. He would You could not tackle this man. You literally, literally could not tackle this man. Darius Shepard, 5 for 51. Uh, Brian Hill had four catches for 49 yards with the score. Uh, Jake Sutherland, one catch for 23 yards. Beautiful for a score. 
Um, and then Steve and Mitchell, three catches for 17 yards and a score. Four touchdowns um, on the night, 262 yards passing, not bad at all. We had two fumbles. We lost both of them, uh, one by Brian Hill, one by A.J. McCarron. Um, on our defense, we had two sacks. Um, we had interceptions, two forced fumbles, and only recovered uh, – or three forced fumbles. No, oh, no, so I'm sorry. Two forced fumbles, but three fumble recoveries. Um, forced fumbles, but yeah. Oh, that was on the kickoff. I want to kickoffs, I guess. But yeah. Austin Perel, he did did all right. Now Darius Shepard on kick returns. He had five kick returns for 190 yards. This man went off this game. He had a couple where we thought he was going to score. Um, he averaged 38 yards a return, and he had five returns. He, his longest was a 72 yarder, which we thought he was going to the house, but he didn't. Um, so yeah. Um. That's the Battle Hawks. Um, now, defenders, DC defenders, they had Jordan Taimu. He is ex Battle Hawks from 2020. He came in, went 11 for 20, 196 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions, didn't get sacked. Uh, uh, Derek King, when he was in, he went three for three, 14 yards, one touchdown, uh, got sacked twice. <laughs> um, that's because he runs. Um, rushing for DC in the first half, we dominated them. We should have had 40 points after like the third quarter. No lie. How our defense was playing. We just couldn't score. Um, Abram Smith, 16 for 54. Uh, Armstead, 11 for 51. Jordan Tamu, 10 for 22. I mean, they rushed for 136 yards, one touchdown on the ground. Um, receiving Lucky Jackson. Lucky Jackson, uh, four for 89. Chris Blair, two for 62 and a score. And then Ethan Wolf, two for 13 and a score. Uh, they had 202 receiving yards uh, in the air, 210. Uh, they had three fumbles uh, and they lost all three of them. They had four sacks. Two interceptions, two forced fumbles, and one fumble recovery. Um, and then punting. Dude, Daniel Whelan. He had four punts for 214 yards, averaging 53.5 yards a punt. Damn. <laughs> uh, his long was 61. Jeez, man. That was crazy. All right, like I said, I'm not going to try to keep you guys as long on this one, and I'm not going to go over kind of like those as like how I did on this one. But just to guys, it's kind of more of a recap, trying to get things moving, um, keep them easy and nice for you guys. So you're not listening for 40 minutes. Um, need to make things better here, apparently. So let's see. Orlando Guardians and Arlington Renegades. Orlando Guardians lost again. They're 0-3 to the Arlington Renegades. Arlington Renegades is 2-1. And, and the uh, Guardians lost this game 9-10. Boring. Jeez, man. Like, come on. Like, two field goals in the first, one by each team. Nothing in the second, nothing in the third. And then it, and then they, they, they must have hit two more field goals. Orlando did. So they hit three field goals all day. That's all they hit. And then Renegades had a touchdown in the fourth, I guess, basically to win it. Wow. Wow. Orlando Guardians don't look good. Let me just put it like that. They do not look good. Renegades did not look good this game. But we'll go over them. Let's start with the Guardian. Paxton Lynch. This man, dude. They drafted wrong with this man. He you can't do the you can't you didn't last in the NFL. 
killed. And then he went to the XFL. You go 19 for 31 for 219, no touchdowns, no interceptions. He got sacked four times. Ouch. You rushed the ball for 10 carries for 43 yards and a score. Okay, I'll give you that. But you're a quarterback and you throw the ball. Paxton, 19 for 31. You averaged seven yards of passing play. Ouch. And then they're actually running back. Kevin Taylor went seven for 25. Another guy, uh, Jermaine Martin, went seven for nine. They had one touchdown rushing. That was by the quarterback, Paxton Lynch. Cody Latimer, six for 66. Um, Charlington Rambo, three for 29. They had no receiving touchdowns. They had 219 yards in the air. Um, Defense-wise, let's see. They had two sacks, no interceptions, no fumble, forced fumbles, no fumble recoveries. Just a bad team overall. I mean, Diedrich Tomics, I've heard of him. I think he was Cody Latimer. They were both in the NFL. <coughs> Excuse me. Pardon me. Um, but, yeah, so these two teams not look good. I mean, Renegades have played better than this. They have. Um but yeah, let's go over the renegades, okay? Kyler Slaughter. Slaughter? 18 for 23, 124 yards, one touchdown. He got sacked twice. Uh, De- uh, Davion Smith, 18 carries for 49 yards, not a score. Average 2.7 yards a carry. That was bad. Kenneth Farrell, 5 for 17. And then the quarterback ran for four times for negative two yards. He averaged negative half yard. <laughs> um, uh, rushing 64 yards total, terrible rushing. Um, receiving wise, 124 yards. That's terrible. Uh, Tyler Vaughn's five for 39. Sal Kalani, Kalini, five for 33. Uh, Vaughn's had the only, only receiving touchdown. Um, like I said, 124 yards passing. Um, defense wise, they had four sacks. I mean, not terrible, I guess you could say, but the Guardians are just not good. Um, no interceptions, one, one forced fumble, but two fumble recoveries. Um, yeah. And anything after that, Marquette King, X Raider, X NFL punter. He went five, he punted five times for 263 yards. He averaged 52 yards a punt inside the 20 twice. And he, his long was a 70 yard punt. Now wind or no wind that's far. No wind. That's really that's a bomb with the wind. Okay, maybe it carried maybe twenty yards, maybe ten. But damn, I don't know. I don't know how Marquette King is not in the NFL. Maybe because his attitude, how he was. I don't know. I mean, he wasn't. He wasn't bad. But yeah. Over, but anyway, Orlando Guardians zero and three. Uh, Arlington Renegades two and one. Guardians lost nine to ten. Yippee, 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 right? Yeah, moving on. San Antonio Brahmas versus the Houston Roughnecks. Houston Roughnecks are the other 3-0 team, the, the one of two um, with the D.C. Defenders. They took on the Brahmas. Um, the Brahmas lost this game 13-22. to um, It was an all right game. It was, it was pretty all right. The Roughnecks still killing it on defense, still killing it on offense, and they look pretty good. As of right now in the power rankings, I would put them number one. Um, let's see. Let's go over the Brahmas first. All right. Then you get to the better team. All right. So Jack Cohen, eight for 20 for 64 yards. Ouch, dude. That defense killed you, man. 
that defense killed you. Even though you ran the ball 27 times, you only tried passing the ball 20 times. But I understand why you ran so much is because this guy went eight for 20 for 64 yards, one touchdown, one interception, got sacked one time. Um, and his longest pass was 12 yards. Ouch. Jacqueline Patrick, eight carries for 36 yards and a touchdown. Their only rushing touchdown. Uh, Kalen Balaj, ex-NFL running back, I believe, for Boston, Baltimore, um, 10 for 35. And then Jack Cohen ran it nine times for 27 yards. Ouch. They had 98 yards on the ground with one score. Receiving-wise, like I said, 64 yards. Their top guy, Elise Mack, three receptions, 27 yards. Um, and the guy that scored was TJ, TJ Vassar. He had one reception for nine yards and a score, their only score. And like I said, the receivers had 64 yards. Ouch. And he threw two, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven different people. Jeez, dude. Uh, anyway, their defense got two sacks, one interceptions, no fumbles. That was the Brahmas. <laughs> terrible, terrible numbers. Seriously, terrible numbers. Uh, let's move on to the Houston Roughnecks. Um, they had two quarterbacks come in, it looks like. Um, let's start off with their starter, uh, I guess, because maybe the other game. I don't know what happened there. Um, Brandon Silvers, 24 for 35. Not bad. 278 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. got sacked twice. And then Cole McDonald came at one for one for three yards. Good job, buddy. Uh, rushing, Max Borgi, 15 for 74. Great game. Great game. No touchdowns rushing for this team. Uh, Bryce Alina, 7 for 25. Cole McDonald, 7 for 5. Brandon Silvers, 1 for negative 1. Good job. They rushed for 103 yards of the ground. Great day, especially for Max. Uh, great day. Um, Receiving-wise, 281 yards, like I said. Um, Kirkland. What did I say at the beginning of the year? Watch this man, Kirkland. This dude, again, making some amazing catches. Basically, mossed the dude. Yeah, if you don't know what mossing is, you know what Randy Moss used to do to guys? He would jump. If he, Obviously, Randy Moss would be faster, would be faster than how, what the ball would get to him. Quarterback couldn't get it, you know, obviously always get it to him on time because he's so freaking fast. But he would literally jump. Like, the ball would be short. He would turn around, jump, grab in front of the defenders, grab the ball, turn around, and somehow turn around and go touchdown. And if you watch ESPN, he has a thing called You Got Mossed, and he shows highlights from the NFL of people getting mossed, basically, like interceptions, great catches, you got mossed. But Kirkland had a great moss catch again, and he went six Receptions was target seven times, only only missed one. It was a bad throw. I remember it. Um, I think he threw his to his back shoulder, I believe it was, and he wasn't there. Six receptions, 77 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, he had a 29 yard, was as long. Uh, Trevor Harris, two receptions, 48 yards. Uh, Bryce Ani, or whatever, four for 40. Um, and your other touchdown was Deontay. Burnett, two receptions, 31 yards, and a score. They had three touchdowns. Two of them were from Kirkland. Watch him. Watch him. Great, great receiver. That boy will be in the NFL after this year. Get, mark my words. 
They had 281 yards through the air, spread out nicely, at least between like eight guys. I mean, Silver's had a good game. 24 for 35, that's a great game. For 278, three scores, one pick, okay, it could happen. I mean, I mean, you beat, I mean, you beat this team 22 to 13. Yeah. Could you have lost? Yeah, you could have easily. Um, but yeah, so that was that. Um, defensive wise, they only had one sack. They had one interception, though. Um, no force fumbles. And no, so the defense did okay. They did what they had to do. Um, you get another high scoring offense. Uh, watch out. They might get their first loss. Um, he said one interception, um, punt returns, nothing interesting, nothing like that. So, yeah, Brahma, the San Antonio Brahmas, one and two. Houston Roughnecks, the winner of this game, are still three are three and oh, like I said, one of two. Excuse me. Uh, they won this game. The Roughnecks did 22 to 13. Three and oh, top of the NFL or XFL power rankings. Stop doing that. All right. Let's move on to our final game of the evening. It was the Seattle Sea Dragons coming out on top with their first victory against the 0-3 Vipers. <laughs> they Seattle came in. Josh Gordon had a game. And like I said in the preview, uh, Josh Gordon had a two-touchdown game, just lit it up. Um Seattle won this game 30 to 26. It was actually an interesting game. Kind of like the Battle Hawks game. It was pretty interesting. Um, I know I didn't go too much into the, the fights and stuff from the Battle Hawks, but this is what it is. I'm sure you guys have seen replays by now. And I will figure that out soon how to get my replays and stuff in here. Like I said, Seattle Sea Dragons came out on top. Um, let's go into their stats here. Uh, ben uh, Danucci, 29 for 37. Pretty good for 377 yards. This dude got super cocky, but he got super good. Played his heart out. Four touchdowns, one interceptions, got sacked one time. Dude balled out for the Sea Dragons. Uh, rushing yards, they had 140. They had 143 rushing yards to go on top of his 377 yards. Of passing. Damn. That, that's nuts. Let's see. They had 519 yards on offense to their 346. Damn. What a game. <laughs> All right. Beneducci. All right. Ben Denucci. 29 for 37, 377, four touchdowns, one interception, rushing. They had 143 on the yard. 103 of them are from Morgan Ellison. 17 carries, 103 yards, no scores on the ground rushing. That guy took them all. Beneducci had six carries for 32 yards, and then TJ Hammond had two carries for eight yards. Like I said, 143 yards on the ground. Now to the receiving core, 377 yards through the air. Josh Gordon, number zero. Ex-NFL veteran, six receptions, seven targets for 118 yards, two touchdowns, 65-yard bomb, and that catch was unbelievable. If you didn't see it, go see it. Go watch the replay. Just put in week three XFL Josh Gordon catch. It'll, it, it'll take you exactly to what I'm talking about. Go do it after this episode, which I'm almost done. Um, 
Jacor Pearson, seven for 99. You almost had 200 yard receivers, which, I mean, 99 yards. Okay, it's not 100, but it damn near should be. Come on. All right, he had no score. Uh, the other touchdown was by Blake Jackson, five for 44. He had a score. And the fourth touchdown was by Juan Green, one reception for 22 yards. It was a wide open bomb, caught it in between. All the defenders were around him, but out of the circle, like out of his circle, and he was just wide. Like I said, Josh Gordon, six for 118. Uh, Jacor Pearson, seven for 99. I guess you could say Jordan Beasley, number 88, their tight end. Another beast, dude, four for 63. Um, defense. They had one sack, no interceptions, no forced fumbles, no fumble recoveries, um, and nothing else special after that. But their offense went off against the Vipers. The Vipers just don't look good. And the Seattle Sea Dragons, they don't – They their defense is not great. Their defense is not great at all. But like I said – Seattle went bald on offense this game. Let's go over the Viper stats. All right. Can't forget the little Vipies, you know, who pee standing up. <clears throat> anyway, Brent Hundley, ex-Baltimore quarterback, 13 for 28. Not a great game. 224 yards. Okay. All right. You averaged eight yards a pass. Two touchdowns, one sack. Not terrible. Brent Hundley also was the leading rusher for yards, not in attempts. Um, but damn near almost. Brent Hundley, 8 for 66 and a score. That was the only rushing touchdown of that game. Rod Smith, 10 for 41. DeAndre Torrey, 5 for 5. They had 120 uh, rushing yards on the ground. Like I said earlier, receiving 224. Uh, Jeff Bennett, 4 for 93 with one score. John Lovelett, 1 for 50, which was a bomb, and that was for a score. Um, and that was all really to mention. You had Matthew Sexton, 3 for 45. Um, on defense, they had one sack, one interception, one forced fumble, and one fumble recovery. Um, after that, nothing exciting at all. Like I said, Seattle Sea Dragons had 519 yards. They averaged eight yards of play, 22 first downs. I mean, they had 14 first down passing and seven first down rushings, which I guess that's not terrible because you get that third down, you know. Uh, they had 100% fourth down efficiency. But only 27 third down efficiency. Well, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> oh man, what a game. That was that was a interesting game. It really was. Um, but like I said, the one and two Seattle Sea Dragons won the game against the Vegas Vipers, who nobody shows up to it. I don't know if it's because where they play, there's no seating, or people just don't have the interest in Vegas. Just take them out of Vegas. Vegas has so much anyway. Why do they need an XFL team? They they got the Raiders, my team, from the for for the XFL. Why do they they don't need an XFL team? They have so much crap there. They don't need another thing there. <laughs> like my opinion, they should have again, I'll say it again this week. They should have put teams that don't have NFL teams. They should have put football teams where that you don't have NFL teams. Simple as that. Like come on. Um Let's see anything else I want to go over, really. Um, no, other, anything other than besides the two undefeated teams, D.C. and Houston. Um, I thought we were going to beat D.C., but they turned it around second half, and, yeah, it was bad. But, anyway, the attendance also is not great. I know I went over that at the beginning, but 
just I know nobody believes this, but except for the St. Louis people that know, just wait till this Sunday, the Battle Hawks game. All right. Um, let's go. Okay, so let's go over the schedule. Well, actually, let's go over the standings for the XFL, XFL North and XFL South. XFL North, 3-0, your D.C. defenders. They're 2-0 at home at home, and 1-0 away. In second place in the North Division is your is my St. Louis Battle Hawks. Caw-caw is the law. Don't forget that. I'll say it every week. We are 2-1. Haven't had a home game yet, so we're 2-1 on the road. And uh, Seattle Sea Dragons is right behind us after that. A record of one and two. They are zero and one at home and one and one and one on the road. And then your sweet, sweet uh, Vegas Vipers are zero and three. They're zero and two at home and zero and one on the road. Poor Vipers. XFL South. You got your Houston Roughnecks. Number one power rankings in the XFL. They're three and zero, and they've had three home games. <laughs> And the Battlehawks haven't had one yet. Okay, I think we have like two in a row, though, which is nice. I got season tickets. Holler at your boy. Uh, Roughnecks in second place. Two and one. Two and oh at home and oh and one on the road. Uh, San Antonio Brahmas, they're one and two. Oh and one at home and one and one on the road. Then you got your beloved Orlando Guardians. Oh and three. They're oh and one at home and oh and two on the road. Y'all, it was what? Oh, 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 hold on, gotta go over the schedule for next week. Hold on, hold up. All right, after this, this will be it. All right, thanks for tuning in for this long. I appreciate it. You guys are awesome. Vegas Vipers are at Arlington Renegades Saturday at three p.m. Um, is that right? Wait a minute. Yeah, because we're facing the San Antonio Brahmas. No, whoa, whoa, that is week one. I am sorry. Ooh, week four. Here we go. I'm sorry. Back up. Houston Roughnecks at Orlando Guardians Saturday, 7 p.m. Uh, then you got San Antonio Brahmas at Seattle Sea Dragons at 10 p.m. on Saturday. What are we doing? That's Eastern time, so that'll be still. That's 9 o'clock. What are you doing? Um, and then Sunday, you got the Arlington Renegades. Coming to St. Louis Battlehawks first home game of the season. It's gonna be nuts. You're gonna hear about it after the game's over. Sunday at four o'clock, three o'clock my time, four o'clock uh Eastern. Um, it's gonna be the biggest crowd of the season. Uh, we are just gonna get bigger from here. I'll tell you that right now. Um, but just be prepared to see what it's what a football town really is that supports their football town. After we were told we're not a football town. And Cronky, we are a football town. We are a sports town, actually. St. Louis is a sports town. I don't know if you saw St. Louis SC the other day, but yeah. But anyway, this is the XFL podcast, not a St. Louis Battlehawks. I got to jump on there with, with Saf. But anyway, let's go back over. So Renegades are coming to St. Louis. I'll see you at the Dome. Oh, yeah. And I believe the Battlehawks are the only team that plays in the Dome. Let's go. And then you got, last but not least, your Vegas Vipers at D.C. Defenders Sunday, the night game, 7 p.m. Eastern. D.C. will probably go 4-0, but I would like to see 
the crappy Vegas Vipers beat them. <laughs> um, my predictions, I'll go ahead and give it out. I got the Roughnecks, obviously, over the Guardians. I got the Sea Dragons. They're at home. I have the Sea Dragons beating the Brahmas because that if the Dragons do that again on offense, I don't think they're going to be able to get stopped, and the Brahmas' defense is not that great. I got the Battle Hawks over the Renegades, over a sold-out crowd in St. Louis. And then I got the – I want – I want the Vegas Vipers to beat the DC Defenders. So I'm going to go ahead and pick that. Um, so I'm taking Roughnecks, Dragons, Sea Dragons, Battlehawks, and Vipers. All right. Let me know in the comments your uh, your predictions. That would be amazing. Um, but that is all I have for this week. Thank you guys for tuning in. I knew I know I was going to say it. I knew I know it was going to be a short one, but it, it wasn't. But anyway, thank you guys for tuning in. Um, until next week. I was your host, Jordan, and this is the Variety Sports Network, and that was Talking the Gridiron XFL. Jordan, out.